0: My name is David Birnbaum. Welcome to The Safe Space. My guest today is Nathan Hallwell. I'm very grateful to Nathan as he came on the show to discuss something very difficult, the loss of his mother. It's something I really struggle to understand and in particular from my perspective of, you know, how do I talk to someone who has lost a loved one like their mother or especially during that process? He talks to me about how he handles it now, how he handled it at the time, and even though it's quite difficult, how he navigates that and how he both moves on with his life but holds his mother close. I think it's really interesting and it was really important conversation to me as I've had friends who as they were losing parents, you know, I would talk to them about my fights with my mother and it seemed like, you know, their world was being shattered and yet I was complaining about petty issues. It was a really great conversation and I think it's particularly valuable if you or someone you know has lost a loved one. Nathan is a very grounded and well-centered person and I think his insights were really helpful to me and would be helpful to you as well. So check out the conversation and let me know what you think. Uh, Let me know if there's any resources that you find valuable or any methods of coping that you find valuable. As always, be sure to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app and consider supporting us at thesafespace.ca. Hey, Nathan. Thanks for joining me.
1: Hey, David. How are you doing?
0: Uh, Good. Um, I'm... I very much appreciate you coming on to talk about this because there's not that many people who are willing to talk kind of openly about really difficult things from their past. And it's something I think important to share and also for me to learn from because I've not experienced situations like this. Um, So if you don't mind, can you tell me a bit about what happened with your mother and then also kind of, yeah, tell me a bit about her story and also what it was like to be going through that.
1: Yeah, um, so my mom um, was first diagnosed with cancer when I was in grade 10, Um, and I believe they diagnosed it as ovarian cancer, and she was able to beat it the first time, um, and was cancer free for just over six years until she went into remission, Um, and that happened um, the fourth year of undergrad. Um, And she was, yeah, I was still on my, I was on my last co-op. So it'd be 2015, um, summer of 2015. And I, and then she was still taking treatments throughout the whole uh, time as in, I was in the fourth year of undergrad. um, And then um, near the end of the summer, 2016, so like August, September, um, she went into um, palliative care. So the, cancer had progressed so much that they, the doctors couldn't do anything more um, to help her. Um, and then, so she was essentially given paid medications to um, to deal with the pain. And then she was able to be at home, which was nice. Um, and she had friends and family around her. Um, I distinctly remember her actually moving me into Kingston, uh, which is where I study now, which is really nice. Um, and uh, then she passed away on October 16th i uh, sorry. Yeah. October 16, 2016. Um, and yeah. Uh, so that's her story. Um, so it's been four years Well, four years, um, this year, um, she's just passed away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, uh, a, a great thing that I think that she left behind is my sister and I both received, um, like a mother's journal. And I think I, I really, I go back to that when I'm, I'm missing her. Um, and um she sorry she wrote a, she wrote about it all of different uh times in our life. um so when we were a kid like when we were babies when we were kids um and then so she that's that's the last um little written note from her which is really which was really special to me
0: yeah that's really nice i appreciate you sharing that um so why do you think it's why did you want to come on and talk about this because you know i have other fr- a few other friends who've had parents pass away, and it's 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 clearly very tough. What makes you you know want to come on and share with me?
1: Yeah, I think so. The I I have known other people who have um, had their parents pass away. I just think that my situation is unique because not only have I had my parents pass, my, my one parent pass away, I've had lost personal loss for basically a lot of my life. Um, I remember. In high school, there was a, a fellow student who passed away from a ski accident. Um, during undergrad, I had my aunt pass away. Um, I had my first co-op um, supervisor, which was like a mentor for me, pass away as well. He was he was murdered. Um, I have had both my grandmothers pass away. And so I just think that I think I have a lot of, I don't know if it's, we want to say experience, but a lot has happened to me, and the way I've dealt with it has uh, progressed. It's like... You know, we don't ever want to practice personal loss, but that's essentially what you got to think of it. Is that all these things have happened to Each time, I've had to deal with it um, in my own way, and the first time I dealt with it was very different than the last thing, the, the last time I dealt with it. So I think that's that's why I think I have a unique perspective on this on this topic.
0: Right, and and so I want to talk about your like what, what it was like, um, you know, as your mother passed away, and I'm interested both in what that was like from your experience. And if you have any, you know, insights about what she was going through, and how it was actually like to kind of know she was passing away. And because cancer, it's not, you know, it's not the same as getting hit by a car or whatever, it's kind of you can, everyone involved can kind of see the end coming. So what was that? What was that like? And how how did you manage to, you know, handle that with, all of life that still has to be led.
1: Yeah, um, I think. Well, so I remember the day that she came out of the hospital and she said, like, I, we're gonna, it's gonna be up to be palliative care. I didn't quite understand what that meant. And then she explained it to me. And um, yeah, you know, we had a long talk about um, she had time to say goodbye to everyone. So, you know, as bad as it is to get hit by a bus and die instantly. Cancer can be bad, but it can also give you time to say goodbye to loved ones, like write letters and mementos and stuff like that, and and do the proper goodbye, whereas in other cases, it can just be like one day they're alive and one day they're next, they're not. Um, So um, yeah, we had long discussions and she wanted me to keep her, I was still, I was actually in grad school at the time, she wanted me to keep pursuing that and and not be too hung up about it. Um, We had had lots of life experience together um, through family trips and, and just, and just growing up as a family unit. Um, so she didn't want me, she didn't, uh, she didn't want it to affect my um, schooling too much. Obviously I was always, I was always in the back of my mind, but I always wanted to, to make, just know when when, the, when she'd passed away. Um, but I was never too concerned that, you know, I hadn't done anything or um, there, was, there was, there was basically no regrets in, in, in our there's no tension in our relationship or anything like that. so um yeah does that answer your question david
0: yeah i think and i and i think that's really good uh, that that you were able to have that process and that you felt that there were no regrets and i think you know I'm, I'm very happy to hear that you know despite the obviously negative circumstances um i'm wondering did how often and what was it like talking to her about it as it was going on? What were those conversations like? Because for me, I really, you know, I've had grandparents pass away. Um, and it's very much it also, you know, when once someone hits kind of 7580, it feels like, you know, everyone eventually does have to go. Right. Um, and so it's like yeah. a different tone versus, you know, I don't know how old your mother was, but you know, someone in their 50s, or, or even in their 60s. Yes. And so how was it to kind of process that and and did you do a lot of the processing together um or or like each on your own
1: yeah i think she she definitely told me some things and like you mentioned yeah i had my grandmother passed away and she was you know 98 so she had had a full life um and um obviously she did regret that um that she wasn't able to, you know, do some more traveling with us, but she was thankful for, so we had conversations about this. So we, um, she was thankful that we did do family trips. Like every uh, summer we were, we were fortunate enough to be able to do a family trip together and those special times together. Uh, we were able to visit Europe. Uh,
0: she refused those times to get. Um,
1: not that she can't do anything more, but you can't. You can't. Um, you can't hope for things that you never have to. Um, has you've already done it and be grateful for that. And I think she, she was really grateful to take those family trips. Um, this is not always possible for um, every family. Um, so yeah, she she was really grateful for those those experiences together.
0: And how did it, did it change or uh, did it change the dynamic of you, your sister and your dad during that process and then since your mom's passing?
1: The dynamic within our family or? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, probably we became a lot closer. Um, We had to spend obviously a lot of time when she passed away, just just kind of grieving over that. Um, And then it brought us a little bit closer together to kind of realize how it kind of um, not research it kind of reminds you how precious life is, and that um, you should spend as much time as possible with your loved ones and do things that make you happy so like that so as an example, that um, winter, um, my dad and my sister and I w- went to Denver, which is a place we always wanted to go to, and we went and we did a trip by ourselves um, because that was something we always wanted to do and why not? Why, what's better than the present? So um, I think that kind of yeah it reminded us of, of, um, of living living life to the fullest. Yeah, I actually have a bracelet that it just broke, but the, just the but I always wore it and it had a little um, in Latin it had memento vivere, which is means remember to live. And so I think I always I want, I'm gonna get a bracelet fixed, but I always gonna have that reminder every day of um, you know don't wake up every day and remember that it's, it's your own life and you have to live to the, to the fullest.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really important message. And definitely it's not the tone that I hear around death in my family. And so I'm interested, how do you balance that? Cause in, in my mind, it's very much, it feels like, you know, around any trauma or, or, you know, negative experiences, it's almost like a fight as if I'm, if I'm not always sad about it, it's a betrayal or something like and I I struggle with that. And definitely, you know, when I talk to when my dad talks about his parents, um, who've passed away and stuff, it's almost this tone of it's a very negative tone. It's like, no, we always need to like, just carry the weight of remember they're dead. And you know, there's, there's a negative aspect, but there's also an emotional aspect. So how do you kind of, how do you hold it? And how do you balance, you know, still thinking about her and letting it letting it make you sad, but, you know, not too sad, I guess. I, I don't even know how to phrase the question, but yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, if you understand, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering what that is like.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's, I think, yeah. So I think there's, there's portions, there's, there's times in your life you're going to be sad. It can be, you know, the anniversary of the death or special um, birthdays and stuff like that. Um, but I think the important thing is to not let them overcome your whole life. Um, my mom was always someone who um, didn't really ask much of other people and would do things for herself. And she, she wouldn't want us to uh, always be sad. Obviously we, I am sad when I, when I think about her sometimes um, and, and when special events come up and, and, I wish that, you know, that she could have met my fiance and stuff like that. But um, that's, that's in the past. And unfortunately, you just that's just life, um, so that's what life has given us uh, or given me and, and my family. Um, so we have to just move forward from that. Um, and I think it is important to have conversations because people can get in a depressed state uh, for quite a long time if they continue to, to, to dwell on the death. Um, and I don't know if personally, I don't really know how um, you can work through that. Um, I did some, you know, self reflection and i had a, lot, a good uh, family unit um to, to support me but you know if you if to see mental health help definitely do that because it's it's i think it's a when i realized you know my mom would not want me to live life um uh, remembering her or being sad about her um then then that really made me live my life uh, a bit more but i'm some people come to that realization either later or come to a different realization that helps them get through their life because, yeah.
0: Oh, right. yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. And, and it makes sense. And I think, yeah, people handle death in all sorts of ways. And, and mm-hmm. you know, there's not necessarily a quote right way, um, but I think there are obviously long term unhealthy mechanisms and stuff as well. Um, so I think that's an important note. One, one thing I'm really interested in is you know while she was passing away and and even while she was sick or immediately after how did it affect your relationships with other people your friendships and things like that and in particular the context i think of is i have a i had a friend whose mother was uh, also not very old and was passed like was sick with cancer and you know over a year or so was passing away and you know it felt awkward for me to share my problems with him, right? He was always fine with it and seemed it was okay, but like, it seemed relative to that, my problems weren't important. And then, you know, on top of that, I was struggling with like fighting with my mom and here's someone who's like about to lose his mom forever. Meanwhile, I'm saying my mom and I aren't talking now. And like, it's it's like almost unfathomable to me and, I always felt bad, but he didn't make me feel bad, but I didn't know how to deal with that. I didn't know how to relate to him without, you know, being insensitive or things like that. So did you notice your relationships change? And also what are your thoughts on like that? Cause I had no idea uh, what to do.
1: Yeah. um, So when I, when I did, none of my friends knew that my mom was going through cancer treatments, but I didn't tell them specifically about um she was going in palliative care um you know in retrospective I don't know if that was the best decision but it was a decision I made um and we never really our friend group never really talked about family problems but um or like in fights with your mom or dad um but yeah I don't know if that's the best way I mean I had my family to talk about Difficult stuff with, and um, I always had like some self reflection. I'm a more of an introvert, so I like to, to think about things on my own time and how I would reflect. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that's the best uh, response to that, um, but definitely having an outlet for discussion for sure. So, my mom was able to speak about these things, but if in some cases, if you have a degenerative disease like, uh, like Alzheimer's or whatever the person that you love is not able to really have coherent thoughts. So definitely having some sort of outlet to discuss about, you know, any relationship, any tension relationships or anything like that or anything talking about, you know, memories or, or anything like that, I think is a good, um, outlet, um, for people who are in that stage of, of life. Um, does that answer your question, David?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, maybe not directly, but it's your experience relative to that, right? Because it's everyone's different. And it actually brings up a different example, um, you know, and takes me down, I think, even a more important train of thought, because, you know, I had another friend who I learned literally the day after his dad died. And this was someone I considered a pretty close friend, that his dad was even sick, his dad had been sick for years. And like our whole friend group only found out when he had passed. And so, none of us could even make it to the funeral. It was out of town and those sorts of things. And, you know, it it makes, it made me realize, or just now actually talking to you, I realize that everyone really handles death so differently and there's no right way. Because at the time we were thinking, oh, like he handled it the wrong way. He should have wanted our support, but maybe he didn't need it or maybe he didn't want it. And so, you know, there are so many different ways. There's no right way to handle death. Um, but I'm, I'm interested in, yeah, how, you know, because there's a lot of people who feel like they owe the world something. And I found, especially when I've been in times of pain, it felt, paradoxically, it felt like I, there was more expectations on me of how I'm supposed to let people in on my pain. And I'm wondering, if, if you experienced that or how you thought about that. Cause yeah, it's, it's very much like everyone does have to kind of just do what they need. And it's mm-hmm. particularly important in situations like this, but it seems to me particularly hard actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you brought up a good point. I just want to go back to that. Um, I think there's no right way to deal with death, but there's healthy ways to deal with it. And, and healthy means how, how it relates to our mental health. Um, so on that topic, um, I was hesitant to ask my, or invite my friends to uh, her funeral, um, like from from undergrad, um, and I hadn't made any friends in, in Kingston yet, because um, I was only there for about a month. Um, and I was hesitant to do that, um, except I got one of my friends to to invite him, um, and, and tell I had been close with in undergrad that like my mom had passed away um, and I didn't really know what it was going to be like, but as soon as they showed up there and I saw them, I, I, I immediately felt supported. Um, and it was, it was supportive to have them there. I was, it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't happy to see them, but because um, yeah. of the sad situation, but they definitely, it helped m- more than I thought it would have. So, and I think, um, and everyone, so maybe those things that you, think will not help may actually help so whether that be you know family who you have may not seen for a while um yeah and i just and and seeing how they are supportive was really um what really helped me through that time and through through that through the funeral as well
0: and i'm i'm shifting gears a little bit here but cuz you know you're you're talking about this you did get a bit emotional at some points but you're talking about it very kind of calmly and rationally and to some people that like deem they they deem it as like unemotional and detached or whatever and so i'm i'm just interested in how you think about how you think about this and how you talk about it
1: yeah i like metacognition value. Kind of. um I've had a lot of time to deal with this particular topic. Um, I do get sad at times sometimes, but there are also happy moments. I remember happy times. Um, And um, I have, there's been a lot of tears. So I think, I don't want to say I'm teared out, but there's been a lot of times where I've been sad. So I think that I have my own way of dealing with how I express emotion. um, And when I, you know, I may cry later tonight, thinking about that, or something like that, or if I need to be reminded. I always cry when I read your book, so that's that's how I express that emotion. Um, and yeah, it's not; uh, it's just kind of my demeanor um, about the whole topic. And um, obviously, it was sad in the moment, but I've had um, many, lots of lots of years to to process that. So,
0: do you, does the pain get lesser? Because there's this idea that it it does. It's it's all. Yeah, I'm interested if the pain if it gets easier, because I've heard this idea that it doesn't get easier, but you get used to it. So it's something like that. But yeah, how is it now versus two years ago or versus when it first happened?
1: Yeah, there's the old saying that time heals all. Um, and that was kind of my mantra during the, the time is that, you know, I will be able to get through this. Um, and yeah i don't know if the pain is less because obviously you 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 feel that that loss there's times where i'm like oh it's it's really sad that you know she can't be around for like my partner and i just bought a house and she's not there to help us with that and there are those moments in your life especially when you're young and you're making those like interesting decisions that you wish like oh my mom's not around and then you see everyone with their mothers um but I think you, for me particularly, um, I've kind of learned to accept that there are other people around that are going to experience this. Like my dad, and my, I'm very fortunate my dad is around. Uh, my sister is around. Um, my dad has signed a new partner that she's around to support me and her new family. And there's, there's been um, a lot of support from other friends and family that may not have shown their support in, in, in previous times. And they've become almost like second mothers, if you wanna call it like that. Um, So I think it's, the pain is, it's like the pain is distributed, I think maybe, among all the people, and if if everyone can, is, you know, a little bit of pain, then it's not that, it's not, you're you're not uh, holding all that pain just by yourself. So help sharing with other people about your experiences, um, open it up to them, I think helps you, helps me at least to talk about it um, with other people. Um, and it helps to, to have that uh, weight off your shoulders, essentially.
0: All right. Yeah, that makes sense. I, and I'm interested now you've mentioned this book your mom wrote you and you've mentioned, you know, sometimes like kind of leaning into the sadness, let's say. And, you know, I'm, I'm interested to know if ever there's like just a conscious choice to be sad or to think about it? Because obviously sometimes it can get triggered and then you know, maybe reading the book will help you deal with the emotion that came up. But do you ever just think like, I'm not sad right now about it, but I'm thinking about her and I want to, like I want to let's say be with my mother and that will be a sad experience, but I want to do that still. And what is, what is that like to like kind of still set aside time to be with your mom?
1: Yeah, I, I usually read it when there's, um, you know, a, 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 like it's her birthday or, or um, anniversary of, of uh, her death. And, and just to be reminded of her, um, of these occasions. Um, and I don't, yeah, I don't really use it as I like, do to be, to be sad. I just am sad when I read it because it is, and she, and she also writes about stuff that, you know, I wasn't, I don't remember. So it's like, it's almost like uh, reading your own life story um but you can't write you can't write you don't remember when you were two or when you were born so it's just kind of a um uh, an interesting book to read um and also it's in her handwriting as well so like that makes me sad as well so yeah i don't i don't use an outlet to be sad though
0: and okay that makes sense um i'm i'm wondering now as well um when you were going through this were there many online resources available? Were there people sharing their stories like this? Did you look for that kind of stuff? Because obviously you and I both think there's some value to putting this out there for other people who might be struggling or for people who have friends who don't know how to talk about it or what it's like. Um, So are there resources like that? Uh, Did you find them helpful? Um, I didn't
1: particularly um, seek any resources out. Um, because I, I had personal loss with it, um, and obviously it's a greater personal. At the same time, there's certain uh, strategy that's um, happened. I've had people open up to to me about their own personal loss. I had a family friend open up about how she had her parent parent pass away when she was younger and how she dealt with it. So I think having those Um, Lived experiences by other people and having them um, tell you about how they dealt with it. I think can help guide your own um, Self-healing journey Um, But obviously there is if you ever need it There also are like grief counselors that are trained to actually deal with this kind of grief, Um, but I never uh, sought one out
0: Okay, that makes sense and so I want to just end with you know, why why talk to me about this why share what, what value does it have to you to be able to do this?
1: Yeah, I think um, I would like to share with the world, um, whoever watches this video about what strategies that have worked for me for this personal loss and that, um, you know, the end of someone's life is not the end of, not the end of like in joy and excitement in your life. There's still, you can still have um, happiness in your life even though someone close to you has passed away. It doesn't mean that the e- it's the end of everything. So um, I think that's just why I wanted to share that. Um, it's something that I can kind of talk about on a, on a more lived experience. So I think that's why I wanted to talk about this topic.
0: Okay, great. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and talking to me about it um, and sharing with me and many people in the world.
1: <laughs> Thanks, David. Have a good one. You too.
0: Bye.